Georgia Kelly. And today we have a very special guest on who is going to talk about all things sobriety and emotional intelligence surrounding drinking. And her name is Kira O'Shearon. Welcome her to the pod. Thank you so much. You're so kind. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You good? Yeah. I'm starting off already on the recovery thing of I'm well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, like typically, yeah, using specific terms. Mm. I'm doing great. Yeah. Wonderfully well. Wonderfully well. Recovered. <laughs> Recovered. Mm. Capital or. Mm. So a quick intro into yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you from going to Trinity with you. Mm-hmm. You were currently in your final year doing your thesis. Yes. Hard at work. Yeah, she's yeah. delicious. <laughs> Most fun I've had in years. Um, you are majoring in creative writing in English. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want the audience to know that about you because yeah. I think it's great. And Promo me when I finally get the book to finish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> years back. later, yeah. you can use this when you're <laughs> writing your book. Um, and yeah, basically, George and I wanted to open up the e-files to interviews um, just to get different perspectives on emotional intelligence and areas that we are not familiar in or that we haven't experienced. And for both of us, I think drinking is one that we're quite interested in. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, or just, yeah, substance use in general, really, to yeah. be honest, because I feel like it's something I'm interested in, but I don't feel like I have that much experience with it at all, like the good side or the bad side. So mm-hmm. I'm always interested in hearing people's personal relationships with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, like, we kind of got into it with Jaskins a bit when we, we had him on. But um, I think you, you're you going to have, like, probably the, like, polar opposite <laughs> <laughs> opinion. Um, so then will we start by defining sobriety and addiction? Yeah, I think we could do that. Yeah. So for, in my mind and to myself, like, sobriety is across the board from any substance use. Mm-hmm. I know that some people can mix and match. That is interesting to me in itself. I don't know how, once you're awakening that addictive nature, how you can stop it in a sense. Um, And then, yeah, so do you agree with that? I think there's like a lot of different schools of anything. Because like all behaviours can be addictive, whether it's substances or whether it's drink or whether it's Mm -hmm. porn or whether it's gambling. Like someone who's never had an alcohol problem could have a huge gambling problem and be absolutely fine drinking whiskey or whatever and have no problem with stopping themselves. But it's the gambling mm-hmm. that it's it's where your pathway is to try and deal with something and cope. So I don't know. Mm. For me anyway, like I find that my sobriety strongest when I'm just not doing any of the like, substances or engaging in something that's a bit negative in my behaviors. Like once I'm taking care of myself to be like, OK, here's the groundwork. I need to work on this shit because I cannot run away from it. Mm-hmm. I feel better. And for mm-hmm. me, like that, like it's a difference between like being sober and still being mentally fucking crazy and like yeah. chasing avenues of random stuff yeah. to being like emotionally sober where you're like, I can sit with myself. This feeling may suck, but I'm going to figure it out without having to run from this, if yeah. that makes sense. That's a really good distinction, I think, because I think a lot of people that I know that might give up drinking or they give up smoking or they give up anything that they're addicted to. And then, but you can tell from them that they're not like mentally like present enough to be able to kind of do that properly to their, to the, to their, benefit mm-hmm. exactly to know their even take it for like a like not an extreme substance but mm-hmm. uh not watching your youtube before you go to sleep at night like making that decision to not do that for yourself to change a bad habit let's mm-hmm. say like even simplifying it as um as that but so then do you mind if we go right back to when and you can use hindsight with this like mm-hmm. whatever you're comfortable with what like looking back where where did the behavior start those negative behaviors start like I don't know if you have like starts to things Mm. especially with like any behavior like there's so many things in your life where you could be like x y and z is definitely why this began or like I started doing this that and the other because of I don't think that was ever the case I think like Mm. I liked drinking because it was numbing and I liked the numbness of it and it was that escape and then at a certain stage I think I could have been a point where I was a heavy drinker but I could have stopped if x y and z had happened that would have been important enough and even when those things did that mental obsession was there mm-hmm. and like that body craving was there and it was too late by then do you know so like a lot of people have with like even like substance abuses or maybe even with like drinking or sex it doesn't matter what it is like once you get past a certain threshold you have to do the groundwork of your own emotional self because otherwise you are doing exactly that and it's not like emotional sobriety is like across the board the second you do 
the work, it's always there. Like there's some days I still wake up and I'm completely batshit crazy having fights with people from like eight years ago. <laughs> like that shit happens, but you have to call yourself out to be like, that's not a healthy way of thinking. And like, that's not the mindset I've worked so hard to fight from, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like looking back, I don't think there was like a single point where I was like, I built that mindset. I think you can so easily slip into it, whether you get an addiction problem or a substance abuse problem or any behavioral problem doesn't matter. There's people out there who I see as being like completely fucking crazy. And I'm mm. like, you don't even need drugs to be like that. Do you know, like they're not looking for escape because it'll be in fighting the manager of a store. Yeah. And they'll just be addicted to picking at a problem. And like, it's the same shit. But like a lot of people who do get substance addictions are the people who are turning that inwards and being like, mm. I fucking hate that I do this about myself. So I'm just going to numb that. And I'm going to get so fucked up. But then eventually it comes back out again. You know, it's just like putting a jar Mm. all of it stuffed into a jar putting a jar on the table that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like putting stuffing it all in and then lidding it you know like yeah. eventually yeah. you're gonna fucking blow and yeah by that stage you don't have the control of where that's gonna go so yeah like that's so interesting to me because i i mm -hmm. definitely have witnessed people in my life that i personally might be worried about right mm -hmm. and, and that's completely from an like a i don't wish it to be a moral high horsey mm -hmm. place but i do i can imagine that it might seem that way to th those people but that's I, f I find that so interesting because I wonder will w when is their jar when is their mm. lid gonna blow like uh, to yeah. me I see no end to that so is there mm -hmm. different do you feel like that lid can blow like that sorry can never blow like maybe like can people manage sometimes people can just take it off and let some steam out put it back on again yeah do you know I think like a lot of people regardless of whether you're doing it with yeah. anything are like everyone has a jar do you know everyone's stuffing something down and isn't dealing with mm -hmm. it mm-hmm but it's how you decide to think about that thing, how you decide to process that thing that may change the way your neural pathway is quickly getting to its release. Mm -hmm. So instead of being like, okay, hard work, I started with a problem with like a friend or something that pissed me off all day. I sat around thinking about it all day. Then I have to begin this process of this feels shit and I don't want to anymore. So I could either go out and I don't know if I had a sex problem, go fuck someone and forget about it all. Mm. I could go drink, I could do a load of drugs, I could go gamble. And that would give me that release. Mm. And then at the end, I'd feel better. But again, it would start again because I didn't actually deal with it. Yeah, or you yeah. could pick the pathway that's so much fucking harder to start building in your brain that you go, I'm going to have to fucking think about what my part in that is. And like, how am I going to cope with this next time it happens? And doing all these like horrendously awkward pieces of work, yeah. <laughs> even admitting to someone else like, okay, you pissed me off about that and that hurt me. It's so vulnerable and no one wants to fucking do no, that. I no, everyone hate wants to, you know? Like it's, it's so really hard to be to vulnerable with someone, but yeah. sometimes you actually have to do that really awkward shit to be like either you're not my fucking friend because I came to you being vulnerable and you threw it back, or you might actually get to the ground problem of what's going on with that friend and then you won't have to repeat that pattern. Yeah, you know? I feel like I never learned that though. I feel like I still find it hard to say when I have a problem. Yeah. I don't come across like that because I'm like, "Oh, I because I might say I have a problem, but I'll mm -hmm. say it angrily rather than just being mm -hmm. like, hey, like that really hurt my feelings. Because it's really it's hard. It's so hard. It's, it's so not hard. your predisposition at all, mm -hmm. which is fascinating because it's yeah. like... Because when you're a kid, you do it all the time. Do you know? Like yeah. when you're a child, you walk up to someone being like, the thing you said was really mean and it hurt me. <laughs> yeah. And you don't mind. But it's like, as you grow older, you start to like kind of let the ego and like mm. pride get so much yeah. of the way that you won't deal with that inner kid that actually is really hurt and does mm. want to say that. Yeah. Do you know? Like that uh, would be your first instinct is to try and do conflict resolution of being like oh you hurt my feelings well, but we're yeah. so afraid of doing so it so it's terrifying. it works with kids because when you're a kid mm -hmm. then the, the person generally just responds like oh i'm sorry or yeah. oh i'm not sorry <laughs> yeah and as yeah. you get older it gets so much more complicated much more complex mm -hmm. but um i was gonna say so that's probably in hindsight that you've that you understand why you went to drink mm -hmm. directly because you were feeling shit about a situation but mm -hmm. when you were in the moment were you aware of what you were doing? I don't know. Because, like, there's mm. so many times where it'd be, like... And it's so ingrained, like, our culture is so, like, you got a problem, here's a glass of wine mm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think growing up with that, it was kind of where I'd go to. It was just, like, oh, what a shit day. I'm going to open up a glass, whatever. But I don't think it was that self-aware. Like, I wouldn't be, like, oh, I feel shit, so I'm definitely going to do this and, like, mm -hmm. drink eight pints or whatever the fuck I was up to that night. <laughs> 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 but, like, I think... I think in hindsight, it was like a subconscious realization yeah. that like this sucked, but I don't have the tools. I'm like, that's the thing is like, especially like what I said at the start, it's not like about people being like unaware of themselves or like not 
whatever. It's more about like having the tools to try and do yeah, something productive. It's so hard. To do, to do and it's it not encouraged. Do you know what I mean? People yeah. don't respond well to people being very dead honest with things mm-hmm. or coming back to an awkward situation that they're like, I want to apologize for something that happened a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. They're just like, shut the fuck up. It's fine. Just ignore it. Just like, we're just not going to do that again. Do you think that um, all drinking problems, no matter no matter what they are, or... Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into maybe I'm going to go into drinking just because it can be quite casual mm-hmm. and a drinking problem can be super casual. Mm-hmm. Do you think it, it it's it, it's always hiding an emotional issue? Or no. can it start by just loving going yeah. out? Literally just loving yeah. the feeling, yeah. you know? Like Yeah. I would think that's quite common yeah, and that's kind that's of so common, yeah, yeah, the situation we're in it's now. It's let loose, do you know what I yeah. mean? Like especially if you're a hyper tense person, it may not even be that there's something going on. It could just be like, oh my God, the release. I don't have to think so much. I don't have to feel and mm. be present so much. I can just chill the fuck out for a while. Yeah, I, yeah. I relate to that because mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't yeah, have... I relate to that as well. Yeah, I love when Georgia gets drunk, but not promoting <laughs> it, not promoting it, but I love it. <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's actually quite interesting because I would think that, for, for me, I would think that that's the issue then down the line, admitting there could be a problem mm-hmm. because it could be the two glasses of wine a night after work every night of the week. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe no one else thinks that's a problem, but if it if it's a dependency, then obviously there is an issue there, an addiction. So... Yeah, I just find it fascinating that it can you can fall into it in a way. Mm. That seems like you d- that's like the lack of control we were talking about. But I don't even think it's like a lack of control. I think it's like that self-awareness of control. Like if you have so much like sensory awareness of like what you're in control of and how the world is being, it's mm. like that final release of tension. It's just so mm. alluring to people but when you start developing issues with it, it becomes elusive and like you will never get the drunk that you want to be. You'll just be chasing yeah. it and chasing it. And then you're building your tolerance. Your body's responding really badly. That's why a lot of people like who suffer with blackouts mm. will not notice that problem because you're not remembering it. And people have like a great way of culturally, like, ah, oh, well, like, don't worry. You don't remember it. Ha ha, it's gas. But it's actually your body chasing that drunkness. You're not recognizing a new drunk is starting. So you will never wh- get back to the happy day drunk mm-hmm. if you're chasing that kind of, if you get shit faced and you're really sad, but you're not drunk enough yet because you're like, but there was a happy sad, you know? Like I can get drunk happy sad, I wanna get there. But that's gone, do you know? Like the threshold for that isn't gonna happen in that night and it's not recognized. So like like for me, I would consistently back out because I'd be like, oh, I wanna get to that like funny drunk that Mm -hmm. I was at before. Yeah. But I just wasn't in the place that night and like alcohol is a depressant. Mm -hmm. So I'd fuck myself up all the time being like, no, but I wanna get there. So maybe I'll just do this and do that. And then I'd black out and it'd be like three hours completely of my narrative of my own life gone where like I don't choose what was happening and I don't choose Mm -hmm. who I am or what I'm doing it's like Sims just went on autopilot yeah and then when I wake up everyone be like oh you did this really weird thing and I'll be like no 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 that was Patricia like I don't know her (laughs) that's hilarious that's crazy because you're just chasing this really elusive feeling that's Mm -hmm. so much easier in hindsight to get if you just chill the fuck out for like 0.5 seconds but I could never chill I I just couldn't chill like I needed to drink to get that release of like control Can you define what a blackout is? Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> probably not in great technical terms, but a blackout is when you've hired over your tolerance of drink. Like you're probably a heavy drinker who can drink a lot anyways and stay living life without completely passing out. Mm-hmm. When you blackout, it's where your body's used to being drunk all the time. So you're able to keep awake and alive and moving, but your ability to make short-term memory is totally fucked. So all of your memories are gone. You can't really keep it together. You probably won't be able to remember what you did yeah. 30 seconds ago. Yeah. And let alone in the morning when you wake up, you will have no idea what has happened for hours. Well, depending on who you are. Yeah. But it's really, I don't know. It like, And it's incredibly me. dangerous, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Well, your body's, it, your brain's shutting down. Yeah. Being like, LOL, mm-hmm. there's so much alcohol here that we can't process it anymore. So we're just going to give up doing this because we're kind of focusing on survival mode so intense like yeah it's so intense but we kind of have a culture of like i blacked out but it was funny because i got up on a table and took my top yeah. off or whatever i have not done that by the way future <laughs> employers i promise <laughs> but it's crazy like uh, it's a video. <laughs> <laughs> i do that sober man <laughs> yeah exactly oh it's a private it, video yeah it is very much like it's fine but then when you find yourself blacking out that often or doing things that are so out of character you your confidence in yourself is so undermined yeah and 
that's what I think is the most frightening thing is like not the blackout or what you possibly could do or what possibly happened or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's that undermining of the fact that you don't have control of the narrative anymore. Mm -hmm. Like other people know drunk you better than you do or what you're capable of better than you do. Absolutely. I that definitely can really fuck up your self-esteem, I think. Yeah. So I'm so like rude. You wouldn't believe <laughs> I was raised well. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy then because then the lack of self-confidence yeah. will lead to more, more drinking. More drinking, and yeah. You just give up eventually. At some stage, someone's be like, "Well, fuck it! Like, I don't have the control," which is yeah. terrifying because yeah, it's like you're just relinquishing yeah. yourself to yeah. the issue, D is and you're losing yourself in it, which yeah. is so scary because you're just like, "Well, I don't know what I'm capable of, so yeah. fuck it! It's not me anymore." And then you're just running around with this kind of split. Oh my god, so sorry. <laughs> split kind of personality, almost like yeah. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of bullshit. <sighs> Of a bad relationship with that book. Um, Do you? Were you not ready? Yeah, I was not writing an essay <laughs> on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, back to very serious. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I've completely derailed all of these questions in totally different ways. No, I think they're I have an understanding of the flow of okay. the conversation. Yeah. Sweet. Keep me on track because I'll just keep going off to the left. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah. I mean, there's no. I love the natural flow of conversation and. Um, I want to ask about shame then because mm. if there's a lack of confidence there or your confidence mm. is undermined because you can't really um, get a grasp of the situation mm. or ever relate to it fully because you're not present in it yeah. if you're blacking out then is there an overwhelming sense of shame? I think yeah and like guilt for things you've done but you don't well I don't know a lot of people are different but like mm. you can't feel fully responsible for what you cannot remember and like not that you won't like personally be like oh my god I did this and I'm so embarrassed but there's like a real disconnect within yourself of like mm -hmm. did I mm. like are they exaggerating that because like, you don't yeah. have a narrative That's anymore true. so you're just yeah, like absolutely I cannot like I can't experience it properly because I cannot remember it so it's not personal enough which mm -hmm. is terrifying because it's personally you who did mm -hmm. it and it was everyone who's like I see you this way now mm -hmm. and you've done this yeah and it's terrifying because you're just like oh my god I am responsible for someone that I feel like isn't me mm, especially yeah. if like the stuff you're doing is so uncharacteristic you're just like what the fuck yeah. is going on with my yeah. head it's really like, hard to grasp the reality of something when you're not ex when you're yeah. just not seeing it yourself like even I don't know as in any situation like if it's hard we were talking about that in our empathy episode that's what I was gonna mm -hmm. say that it's really hard to have true empathy for something unless you've literally experienced it or you're mm -hmm. witnessing it so I can imagine or like I've blacked out once or twice myself and mm -hmm even thinking back on it now I don't feel that bad about it because I have no memory of it so like and it's I'd, so hard to apologize to someone for something that yeah. you need the narrative of because yeah. you're like what did I do I that really upset know, you yeah. and then they tell you and that's painful for them to have to relive mm. but you're not reliving it so you're just like oh that's really upsetting and I can't believe I did yeah. that I'm so sorry that I did that but mm. it falls yeah. out a little bit where they're just like you don't even know that you mm. did what you did and it could be horrendous yeah. or it could be just normal you could have just stole a picture of their grandma or her ashes or something off the party again didn't do this but <laughs> like that My kind face. of stuff you don't remember doing it it's yeah. so weird mm. to try apologize for yeah. yeah it's like if someone comes to you and is like do you not remember you did that thing you said that thing to mm -hmm. me four weeks ago and you're like and like it's simply yeah, you don't remember exactly, it's yeah. so hard to apologize well not yeah. even hard but yeah it's just a disconnect to mm -hmm. be like oh i'm sorry said that to you it can just remember. seem so insensitive and like it's so hard to try yeah. reassure someone who has been through a blackout or has been hurt through blackouts that like the person's literally not even them and that can be so much worse mm -hmm. is that like someone's went through something so awful watching mm -hmm. you who's probably close to them do something that's not like them but then when it comes to them having to apologize it's like the person who's there isn't there anymore because yeah. you're not in the blackout person to give out to the person mm. who was blacked out to be like, you did this because the person yeah, isn't that person when they're not yeah. drinking like that. Yeah. Or doing drugs or whatever you're up to, you know? It's like a very strange situation to be in. Mm. It is an odd one and mm. it's such an adult situation. I think I'm getting, I'm trying all the time to get better at communicating mm. like that. It, like I was saying, I, I never want to come across as a person who's dismissive or a mindset because I, because I fully don't understand it mm. or that that's like, I just, I, yeah, I would try actively try to not, like that but it is I've definitely come across trying to have a conversation with someone post blackout mm -hmm. to explain how serious the situation was and them fully not be able to grasp it and mm -hmm. I'm kind of there's that like silent can like conversation mm -hmm. where you're both like this isn't gonna we'll just yeah. like have it to just leave falls this flat strangely yeah. yeah and it's I'm not putting it on that person at yeah. all of course I think they're going through the tougher time but I would definitely I can remember being like oh, okay I'm gonna yeah. have to bring this up another time 
yeah the it's next not like bringing in properly or yeah absolutely yeah. And that's like just my experience also just want to disclaimer everything i say because if someone's listening yeah. who's like yeah. what the fuck um <laughs> just we have say. um yeah. in on my side of the family on my side of the family <laughs> As if we're related. Um, You're not related? <laughs> You're not twins? No. no. Oh, no, we're married. Yeah. Legally. Mm. Um, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> Can I get in? Yeah, go <laughs> This is a cult. Um, <laughs> too many of them. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but join another one. It's free. <laughs> um, but we, I have it in uh, my genes, alcoholism, mm. and just in addictive nature. I, yeah. I would notice it low level with uh, literally YouTube. I would say I have quite a big addiction to TV and screens and just mm-hmm. just an addictive nature in that sort of sense. And I would have been grown up. Hi- I would have grown up. I would have been grown up. I would have grown up <laughs> hyper aware mm-hmm. of the negative effects of drinking because it was only one generation ago. Yeah. And um, m- but the stories that would have been told to me uh, were like that, that there was no reasoning with. Mm-hmm. I think this person was also very aggressive and stuff. So in the end, it was like a strap and put in somewhere sort yeah. of place. But like it is fascinating the the same the traits are still there like it's it's so interesting mm-hmm. that it's a substance and even just substance abuse and it's such a spectrum mm-hmm. all the reasons you can get into it are different yeah. anyone can get into it any so, so socio-cultural context mm-hmm. but the, the a lot of the repercussions are the same yeah like that's fascinating to me that you're there's such a human re- re- like a way to react mm-hmm to the like the manifestation of uh, an addiction yeah it's fascinating like, I, I think it's like one of the interesting things is like with that spectrum there's like a certain end which like i would see a lot like working with other people with alcohol issues or like any addiction issues really like we always laugh at this thing because it's like said in a lot of literature it's like you have like an allergic reaction basically when you drink your body just goes into its own personal crazy mode mm. and it's like if you were allergic to mushrooms or something and you just decided I'm going to willpower myself to not be allergic to mushrooms and eat this thing and not have a reaction, it wouldn't work. And yeah. like, there's so yeah. much of like early recovery where like you're kind of struggling with this whole idea of like maybe I'll moderate and it'll be fine. And that can work for a lot of people who are not at that mm-hmm. other end of the spectrum. But once you're far enough along, it is the rationale of like arguing yourself out of an allergy, which you just you can't like yeah. you're out of control then. Like you eat it mm. and then your face starts puffing up and you can tell yourself it's not. You can mm. be like, I still look fucking pang. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the reality of yeah. it, you know? Like you will react to it and yeah. that's just the way it is. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good also. Like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a great yeah. metaphor. You're allergic to the mushrooms. <laughs> um, so then, can I ask you, mm-hmm. um, what made you decide that you want to try this lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Things just got so crazy. And like, it's kind of the whole thing of like, I at the stage of like getting to sobriety had tried everything other than it. Like, I was like, I'll just not drink beer. I'll just not drink wine. I'll only drink on Tuesdays. I'll only drink on Saturdays, whatever it was. But like, every time I broke that goal, even if it was like not crazy drinking, like even if it was just like, I had a glass of wine that night, I would be like, that was so dumb. That means I can't do that again. So then I'd be like, okay, wine's off the table. And like, eventually you just start narrowing yourself down to being like, I actually just can't fucking do either. Mm. And it doesn't matter. Regardless of how I go about it, like I'm not feeling better even when I achieve the goal or when I don't achieve the goal. And like, if it did go really badly and I blacked out and I did something awful to somebody, I'd wake up in the morning and be like, holy shit. Because it was my narrative gone. and I didn't know what I was capable of or what my sense of self was anymore. And that became so overwhelmingly frightening. Because, like, every friendship I had, I was like, I could hurt you. Like, I don't want to be close to anybody because I could hurt you. And, like, I'd start closing people off because I'd be like, no, 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 I care about that person. They they, I, they cannot see me like this. Mm. But I couldn't put together the two of, like, if I didn't drink. Because at the time it was working for something, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I didn't have the tool set to get my shit together. Like, I was just in a really fucked up place. Mm. And it's so isolating. Like, you genuinely are just so alone in it. And there's such a shame about having a problem with something that like you can't really go up to someone being like I'm a bit fucked up about this and like mm. I'm still drinking because then people are like well what the fuck do you mean you know yeah. the problem is but it's like I don't have that skill set yet to take care of the shit that I'm drinking on or what I don't know I'm drinking on or whatever way you want to see addiction it's that sense of not having the ability to take care of yourself anymore that yeah. you feel like a little kid and that's terrifying Mm. and like eventually that just got so overwhelming and like I'd hurt just so many people that I absolutely adored and loved and like that lo- loss of narrative became just so prominent that I was like I cannot risk 
another terrifying loss of something about myself. Like, I need to do something soon. And, like, if there's someone who's in that boat, like, it, it cannot be alone, do you know? Like, yeah. it is the, the most terrifying step to be like, this is totally fucked up. I've done some serious shit. But I now need to get help from other people who've been through something like this. And, like, that was the saving grace, was being like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to try this, but I'm not doing it alone again. Because it's absolutely isolating itself do you know mm. yeah but i think like that's why i just think you're so incredible because i think that that realization alone mm-hmm. is like so hard to have i would think that even even for the smallest thing let alone mm-hmm. an addiction mm-hmm. it, that's quite hard for people to realize and especially because like all this all happened when you were quite young so mm-hmm. i feel like most people would normally take like 10 years to get to that so mm-hmm. i'm like kind of interested in how you came to that so quickly like how long was your drinking problem going on for before you were like this is too much see like for me I think it was always problematic Mm. in a way like I don't think I ever had a normal way of going about it like everyone else seemed to have been doing it in a different way to me like I just wasn't reacting to drink the same way other people were okay but like how I felt about drink was so different to the way other people were and like that was kind of like early on noticed Mm. that so how old were you when you started drinking I was probably about 15 when I like went for my first like half nagging yeah. and was going <laughs> yeah. to like a disco or whatever. That's but like, like not that young. I was talking no. to someone today and yeah. was like, it was 13. 12 or like whatever, yeah. yeah. So like I wasn't yeah. that 15 is late. like definitely the average. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I would yeah. say. I was 16 because I'm crazy. <laughs> mad thing. Yeah. mad thing. Mad thing. Yeah. But um, so even when you were drinking at like 15, 16, mm-hmm. even then you can... I don't think I realized it was abnormal but I felt that other people didn't Mm. see it the same way like I got a buzz off it that other people didn't get where they'd be like oh yeah it was fine or like they'd get frightened by drink yeah in a way that I wasn't as frightened where they'd be like oh I started to (laughs) cry and it was really embarrassing like I wasn't a crier I was like I'm gonna go party Mm. and I'd do some crazy shit and that became like my personality was like oh I'm that crazy girl who does this kind of shit can I ask a very annoying question go on did boys love you no like okay. I because I'm a, you like know me even in sobriety I'm the feistiest prick like yeah, yeah. I just yeah, don't take perfect. shit and like <laughs> when I drank it became like irrationally don't take shit okay. oh you weren't like, 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 like a mad fuck like I'd have fun but if someone like pissed me off or got in the way of my fun I was a nightmare oh, yeah. and boys do get in the way of oh, fun that's just yeah. <laughs> there's like a particularly ridiculous time of workman's where this guy like was really disgustingly like to my friend like I put two euro on the table so she's like stunning this was so ridiculous <gasps> I was like no slid oh it across God. was like come to the bathroom with me and drunk as me got into a knock with him tossed a glass across <gasps> the fucking table of workman's like Whoa. terrorized the man <laughs> I was just like who, me? I don't think so. Like, yeah, that. man, you literally nearly came for him. <laughs> oh my God. Whoops. He put two year on the table to be like, Let, yeah, I'll to pay you. Come to the bathroom. Oh my God. And she oh. is so oh. tiny and so small. And I was like, clearly oh, <laughs> Rottweiler level. Like I'm not going to yeah. let you be fucked with. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't oh. even know what the question was, but there's an example of some. Oh. I was just asking about your note, how you noticed trends, like even when you were a teenager mm. and drinking. I um. think it's like, I had my first blackout when I was like 15 mm. and that like terrified me enough to be like whoa I can't believe mm. that happened like I don't so, remember yeah. it so was your experience with like heavy drinking and blacking out mm. and kind of being crazy on night out was everyone mm. finding it funny I think so at the start yeah, or like it was as well. everyone was kind of a bit fucked yeah, up yeah exactly and, like the friend group I'd had at the time like we'd have parties every weekend okay, and like it yeah. was kind of like one person would throw their head through a pane of like glass mm. and we'd be like you mad thing and then like yeah. some other person would start a fight and like that was just what mm. it was. Yeah. And like the older I got, the rowdier the group of friends I'd find was. Because that was just who I was like, oh, they'll drink the same amount as me. Or well, like, they'll hang out with me the same way. And like, they don't find this weird. You're chasing the fun yeah. and the high. Yeah, but I was the... I chasing a normality of something that wasn't normal. Yeah. And like the closer yeah. I got to people who weren't like that, especially when I got to college. I'm like, oh, thank fuck for these friends that they are so fucking phenomenal but they were like this is weird why do you have friends in their 30s and why are those friends in your 30s breaking mm. glass and i'd be like because they're mad things they're so cool yeah. they're like all this bullshit and it was just yeah. me just trying <laughs> to find so normality to what even when i hung out with you like we were all just like huh yeah <laughs> it's like the library <laughs> deep size yeah, yeah deep <laughs> many size. deep size <laughs> that's what i mean like this this alternate personality that i think you you become so good at living like a hannah montana double life of like this is my Amazing presentable reference. self this is who I am on the front I can I'm like I was super high functioning I was getting first and everything like 
on paper, my life was like flawless. Like nothing was dropping. I was still doing music. I was doing all of this. I was an artist, but all that was running and I could keep it running. But on the flip side of that was like the stress level of being at that like level of functioning. Was that like equally as high as my highs were? Like what I was doing was so terrifyingly low that like I couldn't see any of the success anymore. And it was so exhausting to be successful because I'd made that facade for myself. I had to keep fighting to make it happen. And I wasn't dealing with my actual personality. It was like this terrifying underbelly person and then this top half that everyone knew and like was this person, especially in college. It was exhausting. I I was envious of you. I remember you were in a relationship and Mm -hmm. I remember mine was falling apart. And I was so envious. I was like, hey is she doing it oh that was mm. terrible we won't even go <laughs> yeah, there yeah. i keep bouncing in this wicker chair no, and it's hard not to yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a uh, <laughs> uh, what's the word what oh. <laughs> i was saying georgia i find it so hard to perform in podcasts but what's the word it sets the scene mm. yeah what's the uh, word it's really yeah. rustic i love it mm. gotta say yeah. yeah can i just take a sip of my <laughs> god fucking no Put it down. That's triggering me. The aluminum. Uh, <laughs> 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 I've ever seen yeah, um, Rock. For everyone who can't see, Ashlyn's sculling cans of carling in the corner <laughs> yeah. while we do this. <laughs> yeah, Ashlyn, everyone knows carling. I have gotten onto Guinness now. That's a... I, yeah. Were you, did you like Guinness? I adored Guinness. Yeah. Mm. To this day, I really hope they bring out a non-alcoholic. Like, yeah, if Guinness is listening, um, I would love. Is it not they, impossible? They haven't brew like they have yeah. an open brew which is just a lager but like i would die to have the creamy joy of guinness again yeah, oh my without my life being somehow thrown in the air <laughs> yeah it would be nice if they could consider possibly well, that i feel like they are gonna come out with that they will but why better. haven't they already because the virgin mary bar let me fucking promo um is this non-alcoholic cocktail place who are mm. amazing and class and they do like Delish. gin and shit that's like non-alcoholic where is this it's up on cable street very close to where we are right now right now it's Class. I know where we're going. And, and they've started <laughs> testing these nitro like Guinness things, which are made of coffee, and Amazing. it was oh, oh my god, it's great. But I I'm, really hope that I'm for you, all them. your sober friends. Oh, genuine. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, then, so because mm-hmm. I, I, that's something that uh, really fascinates me as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I keep saying that, and everything fascinates me about you and everything. But uh, what, like, surely I can imagine for someone who is going through an addiction that cutting going cold turkey or whatever um phrase and terms you want to use cutting that out of your life must just seem impossible Mm -hmm. but uh, there are then clearly really nice little treats you can give yourself so in a non-alcoholic bar you can have something that looks like a cocktail which Mm -hmm. I'm sure for some people is all that's really needed yeah if it tastes and looks like something then that's a lovely little like win for yourself maybe is that the case or is it really yeah, like triggering? I think it depends on the person. Like there's mm. some like schools of thought being like people in addiction who won't even go near a bar because they're like, you hang around with the devil too long and you'll be sinning, that kind of stuff. And then there's other people who are like, I can't take non-alcoholics because it like triggers me into that mental obsession and that I need to have a beer. But for me, like I don't find it difficult. Like I think it's a really nice, easy placebo to have. I'm like... I don't know. I think it it's really like a state of where you're at with your own recovery. Like if you think mm-hmm. you're at the edge where like if you did go into a bar, it would be like just like your whole mind would blow and you wouldn't be thinking of anything else but ordering your old favorite. Then like do avoid what you can. But if you can go out and like safely have an alcoholic with your friends just to hang out, then yeah, do. there are things like safe relapses or like when you buy like 12 crates of non-alcoholics and you drink them all in one night, you're not like helping yourself because you're just repeating yeah. a pattern in mm-hmm. a safe relapse yeah absolutely so that can be also yeah, like a that's triggering true. thing for a lot of people where like the next time if you don't have so say i went through a shit time i drank eight cans of a non-alcoholic then went to sleep and then the next time a shit time happens and i don't have the non-alcoholics mm. and then i have to go to the shop i might be tempted that well maybe not me but someone might be tempted yeah. to grab like eight cans of whatever yeah and scold them and then they're back at the beginning and that yeah. can be so fucking painful and so mm. awful because it's just like that tool like it's being used as a tool to keep you sober instead of being like it's just a random thing like a can of coke Mm. you know yeah my the family member who's close to the person Mm -hmm. who was uh an alcoholic has said that to me as well that they uh had like had to have that moment of like there was just so many relapses Mm -hmm. over like decades years upon years yeah years upon years that it's really that like they have to stay away from it mm-hmm. which i think always made the yeah. most sense to me but i suppose because it's such it must take such self-discipline mm-hmm. like even for yeah. like a cigarette like 
like yeah. I went to a shop such discipline you have to yeah. really because like my dad's a recovered mm-hmm. uh, addict and alcoholic as well and he's he, he's like someone that doesn't touch he doesn't even have zero percent he doesn't yeah. do anything and like he would now be able to come into a bar with like the family but he wouldn't choose to go to a bar like yeah. and have an orange juice um but he's always said <laughs> <That's just> small, <laughs> like. but uh he's always said that for him because he did 12 steps and everything yeah. and he's always said for him it has to be just like no tolerance like yeah. he, he cannot he can't even like smell alcohol you don't even have yeah. like alcoholic chocolates do, do yeah. the way there's like yeah chocolates are like baby yeah. sherry trifles and all kinds of yeah, all yeah yeah all that stuff he's just like zero tolerance because he's yeah. just like yeah dancing with the devil it's, he's it's too much risk too well, much risk you know? exactly yeah yeah i think as well like if if you're using non-alcoholics to crutch yourself against it, it's going to be so hard. Yeah. I find, like, it, yeah, I, I think, like, the best thing, like you say, like, if you go through 12-step programs, I'll try to find, like, a genuine, steady support in your sobriety before you even test waters like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's great to have if you yeah. are in early sobriety and you really are struggling with not drinking. Like, it is great to have those crutches, but you cannot rely on them forever because yeah. there will be a day where someone kicks that crutch. Yeah, or it kind of seems to me, because I've thought about it with cigarettes as well, like mm-hmm. people that, like my mum smokes, she doesn't smoke now, but she kind of used to smoke a little bit, mm-hmm. and she got a vape to stop smoking, yeah. but it's like, you're not actually quitting the habit at exactly. all, you're not actually giving up smoking really, mm-hmm. so it just seems so obvious to me that that, that would You're so feeding the addictive behaviour yeah, rather exactly. than the addictive substance, but it's yeah. still going to lead you back to, because th- of links, mm-hmm. you know? So I was going to ask you then... Well, it could... Yeah. Again, my experiences of everything. Yeah, obviously, big yeah. fat disclaimer. I feel like I'm gonna get like <laughs> attacked think, on Twitter. No, I don't, I don't think even have would give you Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have Twitter. Yeah, we don't have Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I Do definitely don't think you've said anything yeah. that's like controversial. Oh. But um, I was gonna ask you then. So you said a couple of times mm-hmm. that you just before you did make the change mm-hmm. that you didn't have the tools to do it mm-hmm. until a certain point. But does that make sense? I was gonna ask like what changed or like what were the tools that you needed? Like, did you go to therapy? Or did you, were you did you I, just tell people? No, or? I was in a addictive behaviors group for like six months okay. before I even got like sober at all. Like I was in this group that was in college and it was wonderful. But like I was in total denial. Like looking back on it now and like I still go to it to like hang out with all the people. And I like how laughing every time like the counselors are like, do you remember when you were like, I was moderating, I only had 12 cans. Like I was oh so deluded God. coming <laughs> into it. Like it was crazy. But then I had like a horrendous night like one night out was just like absolutely bafflingly horrifying and like I don't remember any of it mm-hmm. but like the stuff mm-hmm. was just terrifying where like I nearly died and I could not remember nearly dying and I was like holy god like what the fuck madness anyway so I woke from that super sick obviously because my body was mm-hmm. like we have destroyed ourselves <laughs> so I was so unwell I was like sitting in my bed and I was like I actually think I might die like I think mm-hmm. this is it like this cannot be fucking how my life goes on anymore. Like, I cannot keep going like this. And I physically just felt like it could possibly be. Maybe I was being dramatic, but I was like, I think my lungs have given up. Mm-hmm. Like, I am going to die. And then this may sound so stupid spiritual shit, but like, that's what my vibes are. Yeah, we're, we're but I was literally lying in bed being like, I can't go on like this, but I have no way of getting out of it. Like, I do not know how to get myself mm-hmm. together. And I got this like text from one of my cousins. It was like a video of my granny and granddad and they'd passed away. And it was like advice to a younger generation. And like, it was the sweetest thing. It was literally my granddad being like, move forward wisely. Never look back at your mistakes. They're behind you. There's nothing for you in the past. Move forward wisely. And I literally like died. I literally just burst into tears. and was like yeah. sobbing for at least two oh hours. Oh my God. Because I was just like, shit. Like it is not about whether my past yeah. is shit. It's not about how terrifying the future is. It's literally just one step fucking forward mm-hmm. to move forward wisely. And like the past gives you nothing. I'm yeah. trying to relive it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you think the past is you not by oh by trying to relive it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I can't go back and relive things. Yeah, and like yeah. by showing people, like reliving the same situation to try show people that I can be in that situation again is just such a futile thing. I was like, I need to reinvent my entire life, and that yeah. seems so daunting. But it was actually the most exciting thought I'd had in so long because I was just so tired. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm so Absolutely. tired of this. I've this like stupidly heavy stress schedule. I have this crazy mindset that like I just was absolutely batch it crazy and like my relationships were suffering because like I was completely mad in the head it was just wild and like having that like opportunity to be like I actually don't have to be that anymore mm-hmm. like I can just yeah, learn that's so freeing to realize yeah. that there is another like route you can take mm-hmm. yeah or path. definitely um yeah. you said something there that I really liked like f- totally forgot it well first of all I love the word futile I just it's underused um but <laughs> I yeah I, no I can't think of it now I'm sad but um 
let me just so I was, well you just you touched on that you were already in I feel like I'm being really technical and mm. I'm actually just interested and I feel like if someone was going through it that that was relating to mm. the alcoholic tendencies I feel like they'd be interested too in that like you went you said you were in a, a group already what was yeah. it like an addictive behavior yeah, addictive group behavior. it was so like a therapy group in college so how did you even know to go to that because I feel like I know people that might have problems um, and they're not even doing that I think it was like after another bad night like I was mm. just like I and I wasn't doing it because I was like I think I have a problem I was doing it because I was like oh my boyfriend and my friends yeah. think I have a problem yeah. so I'm gonna go to this to like try appease okay. them so and like people maybe. were saying it to you yeah okay I think like I wasn't even saying it but they were just like you did this thing and it's fucked up yeah. and I was like okay well to apologize I'm gonna make a grand gesture of going yeah. to this thing and be like I'm so well now don't worry this means mm. I can do it mm. but like as okay. I stayed on there the more it became like really fucking apparent to me where I was like oh shit like I am not in control of this pony <laughs> this pony be Hell galloping yeah. and I I'm stuck in the saddle no mm. I don't know why I got so country for that <laughs> of all the analogies <laughs> Not yeah. a horse, a pony. Pony, sweet yeah. pony, sweet, small, sweet pony, small, not very elegant. Never watched Parks Kinda and Rec. Kind of chubby. I've never. Uh, there's a chubby pony in that called Little Sebastian. I was on him. I, I yes, literally you were. was on him spiritually, yes, mentally, emotionally. Was riding Sebastian. Little, little Sebastian. Please do not take that out of context. <laughs> so then, yeah, you're in this addictive mm. behaviors group, and yeah. you're noticing time after time that this relating yeah. to your situation more and more and mm-hmm. you do not have a control of little Sebastian yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> was it and it was that night mm-hmm. you wake up see the video from then on are you cold turkey you don't touch a thing yeah. again that was February so you, yeah you haven't drank since then so you are a year yeah. sober whole year Woo-hoo! isn't it crazy oh, I crazy. know I bought myself cake and everything it was oh, great amazing. yeah but it, I, at the time I didn't think to myself that's it I'm just staying sober like I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't yeah, yeah. at all. I was like so sick that I literally made the first week sober by accident because mm. I just couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And then I think I was genuinely just like, I, I was so horrified that I just couldn't even look at it. I was just like, I actually can't even mm-hmm. consider drinking again because of what I've just been through. Like, and what I put other people through. I was just like, no, yeah. no, no. And like that kind of sped into the first month where I was just like, oh shit. And like, then I started going to like other groups outside that were like 12 step programs. And they were like, dude, like, here's your toolkit. Like, we are happy to help you come to these things. Yeah. We'll talk to you. You'll talk to us. And then we got, like, a sponsorship program, which is amazing. Yeah. And if anyone is in recovery, I totally fucking throw yourself at 12-step programs and get a sponsor who's good. Because it was amazing. Like, I have not since that moment ever been like, I really need a drink, ever. Yeah, like, that's amazing. So the support, you find the support. Yeah, and, like, I've been through so much random shit throughout this year that has been, like horrifying we're like even like a lesser time i would have been like holy shit i need to get at least two bottles of wine and like i haven't even like sniffed and like mm-hmm. not to be like oh my god isn't it amazing but like yeah. i was just shocked because i was just like this yeah. like would not have crossed my mind a year and a half ago like the shit i was getting done and doing yeah even a couple of months in was just like mind baffling because i was like this is the person that i wanted to be for so long yeah, yeah. i think it's russell brand to get into my big fat yes. cliches who said like yeah. recovery is recovering the person that you um, we're meant to be yeah I and I love that yeah because that's how it felt I was just like holy yeah. shit I actually have talents for things and like mm. you get so beaten up and beaten down by your, yourself and like your drinking and like the stuff you can get up to or whatever that you completely forget that there was like a time in your life where you just did things for fun mm-hmm. and, like it wasn't because you had to be good at it or you had to do whatever whatever or be with people like it literally was just so fucking freeing to be like I can just do shit because I actually like things yeah and there's so much time in early sobriety like anyone else is in early sobriety like you have so much time because you spend so much of it drinking that then when you don't drink you're like what do you do in the hours between 5 p.m and 3 (laughs) what do you do so you end up doing the most like there's so many meme pages for like recovery and sobriety of like random meme like or random like hobbies you picked up in early sobriety and it's so fucking funny because they're like tag yourself (laughs) <laughs> it's like insta bios of being like i'm a, like tin whistle playing like <laughs> yeah. horse riding like yeah. oh it's so fucking gas like i thought that so much i joined archery no i joined way. what else did i do yeah and i was yes. actually pretty good i do pole dancing now which i've actually <gasps> stayed with it's so fucking fun no, no, I didn't know that oh, i'm covered in bruises but it's yeah, yeah. people that I'm do it there. like love it yeah, yeah. It's another cult it's another cult and yeah. i fucking i sign away my soul at every opportunity Whoa. Yeah, no, Whoa. but it's so it is so funny. I just and that's what it, that's one thing I love is that like I think thirty years ago getting sober would have been so much harder 
And then it is now because there's so many online supports like smart recovery and stuff. Mm -hmm. And even just meme pages of people being like, I am literally depressed as fuck, but I haven't drank today or mm -hmm. I haven't sniffed a line today. And you're just like, you fucking go Gretchen in USA. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's so funny. You just find the most wacky fucking memes mm -hmm. that strangely enough support you because you're like i'm not the yeah, only one yeah, this random I fuck like, i can absolutely imagine that mm. like, like so then okay let's say someone's listening now mm. and they completely identify with a lot of the behavioral mm. issues that you're you you had and you were talking about but that barrier is still there mm -hmm. they don't want to go to a 12-step program because mm -hmm. they don't want to admit there's an issue but not and outwardly they don't want to give up drinking yeah. i feel and like that would be a up. natural stop yeah. where you're like i actually don't want to yeah, definitely. What are the questions that you should be a answering for yourself or even just simply asking? Or is it whenever I your time just comes? just do research for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you think you've got a problem with it, mm. do not close your mind to stuff. Like, just be like, okay, maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I'm just going to figure it out. So, like, one book I love is The Unexpected Joys of Being Sober because someone who yeah. got sober without mm. any programs or whatever, it was just them on their own being like, cool. oh, I need to get my shit together. And it's amazing. And it does a lot of science with it, which is what I love because mm. I don't trust anyone. And especially <laughs> in like early recovery, I was like, that's not me. I need to see the science. And then yeah. I'd be hitting the face with the science and be like, oh yeah, that is me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How do 12-step programs deal with relapses? Hmm. I'm trying to think like, it's not really a thing of like, you go back to the beginning. Okay. Like every re- 12 steps say like every time you redo a 12-step program mm. you're doing it differently to the way you first approached okay. so like mm -hmm. the things you'd be noticing about yourself working through with a sponsee or with a sponsor depending on if you're the relapsed person or whatever's going on mm. like they're completely different each time you do them and like there's a lot of people who've been through the steps maybe once maybe they've been through them like three times but like it's about practicing every day like you don't just kind of go through mm. 12 steps and then be like woo i'm done and like now yeah. i can have a party and just forget about them like they're every day you're doing the steps anyway yeah so I feel like a lot of the time when you have relapses it is about picking it up and going it's not day one like it isn't yeah. like it may be day one in the days that I've had since my last drink but it's not day one in recovery and it's not day one in like gaining emotional sobriety so yeah taking what you've like not beating yourself up to be like everything I've done before didn't work because there was a time where it did work yeah it's just like rejigging yeah you know so then yeah so then is the the answer okay no the answer is most of the time to, you, you're gonna have to cut out the substance though if it's an addiction and you want to get sober if you want to get sober yeah yeah but i don't think that there's like a like n there's no correct way to recover do you know what i mean okay, like yeah. if your addiction is a particular strain of fucked up and really far down the line and like you genuinely have no control of that like reaction then abstinence may be your best bet for mm -hmm. getting your life back in order and like your feelings about yourself in order because you may just be completely fucked up in the head but like for me I don't think I'd be able to pick up a drink again without things going absolutely wild just because that's where I was at but I know a load of people who like had a couple of years of sobriety and then are like actually I think I've kind of been okay with drinking again and they've been fine and yeah, they went back yeah. to the bottle and they're not like yeah. absolutely off the hinge mm -hmm. But I don't know. I feel like it most really people, depends. once you break the habit, you don't really have a desire to go back yeah. anyways. That's from what I've seen of people. Yeah. I and think there's yeah, just a huge spectrum such a negative it. time mm -hmm. that the, the, mm -hmm. the drinking would, or even, sorry, the substance yeah. would would trigger that bad time again. Yeah. Or just the feelings of that bad time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, so but there's like a lot of like pop, like cultural references of people who are like alcoholics who are like shaking at the bit. And like, mm -hmm. it's not the way it is. Like most people mm -hmm. I know who are alcoholics or like have any behavioral addiction that they've taken abstinence from like they're not people who want it or miss it you know like yeah. i'd never see people being like oh my god like i walked past a glass of wine i nearly grabbed it out of someone's hand and drank it because you're just like yeah mm. it's very rare that i've ever i come across someone who i'm like they've really worked in their recovery and they've really done serious step work they very mm. rarely would come across someone who's like that kind of white knuckly mm -hmm. about recovery yeah i don't um, know so do you see yourself I, I don't know if you should put like ideas out in the future for your future mm. but do you see yourself being sober for the rest of your life I can't imagine why I'd ever drink again because okay. I can't remember it being fun do you know yeah like looking at it now I'm like god mm. I have so much more fun now mm -hmm. where like I'm in control of it and I have the self-assurance that I'm like I don't need anything to be myself yeah whereas like before when I was drinking I was so afraid of being myself on my own terms 
that like I'd be like I had to drink if I had to meet new people I was like I'd be too nervous I'll be too weird like now I could not give less of a shit what people think yeah, of me so I just have that self-assurance where I'm like mm-hmm. I can't imagine wanting to relinquish the control of myself because I'm fucking class absolutely <laughs> Um, and so you could go let's say right now we were like okay well George and I are going to go for Guinness you could come out and have no issue whatsoever yeah but it's not the way for everyone and like yeah it it definitely takes time like I for the first couple weeks of my sobriety I was consistently playing the risk game of being like I'm going to go because I refuse to relinquish control of my own social life I'm going to go and I make myself so uncomfortable sitting there and being like I don't I haven't practiced this enough to feel comfortable Mm. around other people drinking Yeah. yeah and I just make myself feel really shitty Whereas now, like, I don't feel that same. My relationship with alcohol has so changed that I don't feel like I'm missing something mm-hmm. or that, like, I'm going to be left behind because I'm not drinking anymore. Yeah. Whereas, like, I can just sit there and chill and be doing bits. <laughs> doing bits. Yeah. <laughs> Pack the car. So <laughs> I think there is a, like, level as well. Like, when people get absolutely shit-faced, it yeah. is, oh, no. I just need to French exit. When you can't have a conversation with someone and they keep like rehashing the same story or talking about their emotional (laughs) turmoils for like four hours and you're Mm -hmm. just like, I do not yeah. get sober for this. So yeah, you just go home. that's so funny. Yeah. I, I, nearly everything you've said, I feel like I relate to with my dad as well. Like he would have all basically all the same opinions. He like, mm-hmm. he's not judgmental about it and he's obviously really understanding, but he really can't deal with really drunk people anymore. Mm-hmm. He just, he just can't. He's yeah. just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a certain amount you go. can take. Like I've yeah. been to a couple of parties in sobriety where like it's been super fun, but then like mm. there comes a point where like everybody's eyes are really fucked up and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah. I think I'm the only person here who knows their name. Or like how to get home. Mm. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, mm. and you have the strangest conversations with people on cocaine. Mother of God, mm. it's shocking. Oh Sometimes you're just like, you do know that I'm going to remember this, yeah. and then they get really awkward then about the fact that you're. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny, and they get really awkward about it. And they're like, oh yeah. wait, so you don't drink? Do you want this? And I'm like, I'm mm. good. And they're like, but but I've just told you about my ex girlfriend and all of our, my weird fetishes, and you're like, yeah, you <laughs> did, mate. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> Or oh. it's like that, you know, the meme of the woman like cal- doing the maths, like calculating. Yeah, yeah. you can see <laughs> yeah. their eyes. Yeah. You can Honestly, see the algebra yeah. in their eyes. Because it's so not normal to be at a party having nothing in your system, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when it's like two a.m. and you're still partying and dancing around the place. Like everyone expects that nobody's mm-hmm. gonna really remember what's yeah, going on. So when you're that you. person, so it's like you've just taken out your phone and recorded the whole night. People just get so awkward about it because they're like, "Oh, yeah. um, we we've we've just been in the bathroom." together and I, I i showed you some things and i'm like yeah i know i really wanted to go on my own but you can push your way in and you're like it's really you're awkward like, but like i was hoping you wouldn't remember that i was gonna be doing it you know it's yeah. horrific let's just not talk about it yeah, yeah and you hope they wouldn't but then they get awkward i don't know it's the way it is and then i think we'll wrap up soon but yeah. what i think i would like to ask is that let's say you had a baby tomorrow mm-hmm. what how are you considering raising if you are at all maybe you're not considering raising children but even in communi- communicating with the younger generations mm-hmm. c- how can drinking be communicated better for to for the future see i think the biggest problem is that it is so taboo to have a problem with it whereas like when you look at alcohol like it's fun but it's a poison like and it's not so surprising that perhaps when you take too much of this it might fuck you up mm-hmm. do you know like you're not taking something natural into your body when you drink so like it's and it's doing crazy shit to your head. That's why we love it is because it's starting to short circuit your brain. But I don't know. There's just such a shame around it. Like you're not able to drink. Yeah. Like you're not good enough to drink. Or like, oh, like you can't drink. Do you miss it? Because our lives revolve around drinking and drink just has to exist within. Yeah. Which is so crazy. I'm like, I think you should just be a lot more chill about how we even approach drink yeah. as an older generation. Is that like it has this whole hold on us. Like it's the be all end all fixer of everything which is wild to me especially I, I don't consider it a be all fix fi- mm. like end all fixer personally but I, I have always really since I've started drinking thought about how I'm going to communicate it to mm. my children Yeah, and I do consider like I hopefully I will be able to have them mm-hmm. like I do want children in my future so I I've always thought about it because for me I get quite str- and I get quite stressed thinking about it like yeah. how do you how do you apply emotional intelligence because absolutely you don't want it to be mm-hmm. a t- if there's a nature there or if there's a behavioural issue there mm-hmm. that ends up you being addicted to a substance abuse th- it shouldn't be the end of your world it should yeah. be the end of a p- of an old past mm-hmm. but a start of a new future yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel like so having that open communication is just so yeah. important like if you do feel like the way you're drinking makes you 
have to hide the way you're drinking. Yeah. Do you know, like if you feel like you're yeah. really doing a Jekyll and Hyde on it, like yeah. <gasps> you should be able to come forward and be like, this is actually going on. And like, I'm kind of worried about it. Cause then you don't get to that other end of the spectrum. Like yeah. you get it cut in the bud before where you're like, okay, this is an addictive behavior, not a substance that your body is now genuinely incapable of processing correctly. Mm. So if you had a daughter or son and they come mm. to you and they say, um, can you buy me a drink and they're 15, would you buy it for them? No, because I just wouldn't buy for a 15 year old. Her body's so not able to process. And then you know? if they, like yeah. if my parents, my parents were never that kind of family either where they would be like, you're 15, get your shit together. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I've, I've seen both. But I've I wouldn't, seen people who, if my children came home and they were shit faced drunk at 15, like yeah. I wouldn't be screaming and crying and being like, fuck you. How could you get drunk? Like, you know, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, I think you'll that's deal just with so, it if that issue happens. That just builds yeah. shame. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd just be like, what made you? Why did you? And yeah. how did you make you feel? Mm. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Why, why did you need to do this in the first place? Because there's also when, and no matter what age mm. you start drinking at, there's that period where you're figuring out your balance. Mm -hmm. it, there, there can be a balance out. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think conversation I think it's getting better, like, especially, well, maybe it's just because of the circles I've been in for the last couple of years, but like, I think it is coming about where people are way more willing to come forward being like, this is a problem. Like, mm. I'm not ashamed of being like, this is fucking me up. Because they are starting to see from prominent figures like who have had addiction issues that it's yeah. not the end of the world if you are. You know, it used to be kind of the only depiction mm. of alcoholics was like either like super over the head gym person because they're just so desperately trying to stay away from the drink mm. or like a person who's like on a bar stool wedding themselves mm. and like slurring or like who loses serious. their family or their home you yeah know, you yeah. know like that was like the only depictions you really yeah. had yeah. but there was never young alcoholics there was never women that yeah. often depicted do you know absolutely yeah. whereas now it's a lot more like famous people or like just mm. well-respected members of communities coming forward to be like hey i had this addiction mm. with cocaine for years yeah. or porn or whatever yeah. coming forward being like this shit fucked me up for a while but like now i'm running this particular thing and mm. i don't even miss it or yeah. if i do miss it there's these things that i fill my life with that are just so much more enriching and i support you and encourage you to do mm. the same it's definitely you know? a newer conversation to mm -hmm. include sex addiction into the because yeah. remember when tiger woods got um done for all his mm -hmm. shit i don't even know what that was now but do you remember no one believed he had a sex addiction because they just believed that you were just sleeping around yeah Th that that is not like That's i true. it's there's way, yeah. a way better conversation surrounding that now yeah. completely even um a stupid american talk show host that i watch who's just wendy <laughs> yeah wendy williams <laughs> wendy williams uh, <laughs> wendy oh my god i haven't watched her in I years watch her. i so i adore but i like, think one of our closest conversations at the start of our friendship was genuinely was about Wendy Williams yeah. <laughs> I was probably like here like was long shot does anybody year. watch her <laughs> like, yeah, oh, no. so that is so funny she's she's gone I mean she's fascinating she's someone who's had addiction mm -hmm. issues herself and yeah. I do think that she's got loads of good things to say but she's just so on PC and off the mark sometimes mm -hmm. you're like she has to apologize consistently now yeah. which is just oh like God. it's just bad it's mm -hmm. just bad production like it's just not even fun to watch but I remember years ago watching her and her saying that she didn't believe in sex addiction and she'd be talking about celebrities mm -hmm. and she'd be like, come on, like, come on. And that's someone who had an addiction. But she went back recently yeah. into recovery, another 12 step program, I yeah. think. And uh, she came out of that and she had really interesting things to say about mm -hmm. sex addiction and other addictions across yeah, the world. Yeah, because like, like sex addictions also come with like love and relationship addictions, which yeah. people don't want to acknowledge or just mm -hmm. don't think are real. But they are. And it's so it is it's equally debilitating to have like a relationship addiction or a love addiction or a sex addiction as it is to be addicted to anything yeah. absolutely know? or gambling or whatever your like thing is well, i think one of the as equally relevant and valid you know like i feel like people are less oh, yeah, likely to come forward because yeah. they're just so embarrassed about porn or sex mm. or whatever it is and it's like that's as equally debilitating yeah. and terrifying and you still go through the same emotional mm. hellhole yeah as you do with anything else yeah because it's really it's the addiction that's the mm. problem it's not what you're addicted yeah. to yeah it's the yeah. behavioral yeah. pattern and there's like a ton Even of support groups well. actually we're in dublin and it's like so handy because there's so many meetings mm -hmm. every single week for whatever your addiction is do you know what i mean mm -hmm. even if it's food or yeah. yeah yeah i think that's what i and george obviously as well like the what i really wanted from this conversation was i know from talking about like this with you and just mm -hmm. in general that it's the it's very human to have addictive behaviors mm -hmm. no matter what the issue yeah. so there's people who are probably going to listen to this who are going to go okay like this could be interesting like i don't relate yeah but it's not about the thing is that they will relate yeah. absolutely they'll relate whether it's your youtube or um, whatever like it's it's about how your brain is like creating its neural pathways so like absolutely. what thing what one not a trigger but like a stimuli would start off and um, the way your brain 
wants to go is the way that it always patterns itself. So mm. if I every single day wake up and hit my foot off the door, despite the fact that I know the door is there, every single morning, it's just the way my feet want to walk itself is into the door. And it's just before my brain is even realized, oh, we're going to do that again. Mm. And like a lot of like fixing, not even fixing, but like dealing with addiction problems is catching yourself before you even got out of bed to be like, I'm going to purposely walk a longer way around so that I don't keep kicking the fucking door. Because yeah. it's just the brain is just going to walk you the same direction that you're so used to all the time. Because even if it's so painful and you know what's on the bottom side of it, <laughs> your brain is just so programmed to be like, I know what's at the end of that. And it's easy and we've done it before, so let's do it again. Yeah. Whereas like reworking that pathway to go a fucking longer way around. And the more you practice mm -hmm. that kind of healthy self-care and like really genuinely working at your own recovery, like that will become the instant automatic. So you'll wake up and you'll instantly walk the right way to the door and I'll hit it. And you'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah. I did it. You know, so um, what is wrong with my metaphors today? That's a great no, one. Yeah, that's that's a great one. one. Stubbing your toe. <laughs> it's like you've learned them all. Yeah, like, prepared yourself. I've studied English. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly. That's yeah, true. too much. <laughs> that's what it is. Too much choice. <laughs> Who knows? Um. So then, my final question for you mm -hmm. is: you, It seems to boil down to a sort of wanting a different life. Mm -hmm. It becoming too much, but that involves a sense of self worth. Mm -hmm. So is there any sort of thing to say to anyone who mightn't have any self-worth? Where do they find their... Or where so did you find yours? I think like I, when I got to like what I was like, I felt like I hit rock bottom and then rolled there for a while until I really realized that it was rock bottom. But like, I kind of felt like looking back on when I was a kid, I just was not doing the things I thought I would be doing. And that like, just realizing that I was disappointing myself as a kid was horrifying. And like, I have this like picture of me as a kid, like it's so stupid. I have like a model garden. I was such a nerdy kid. <laughs> That's a picture of me like proudly presenting this like rock garden thing. And I remember like waking up, staring that on the face and just sobbing. Cause I was just like, oh my God, I've ruined her life. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I can't believe I did this to her. And like, that made me want to change things. Cause I was like, it's not too fucking late. Like I still am that kid. Yeah. Sorry, I have so much like sweat and like oh, all over me. I feel so disgusting. Um, yeah, but like it, I think it was just that that like if you don't feel like you deserve it now, think about who you were when you were younger. Yeah. Or who yeah. you could be when you're older, and think like, would you have done this to a child? And like, do you still think that that kid has the right for a better life and start pushing for it? Because yeah, yeah I like cute. I couldn't imagine doing that to myself at eight. Like if I had to wake up and be like, I'm an eight year old, I'm gonna do this to an eight-year-old person. I just couldn't yeah. do it. I was like, I cannot force myself out into that life again. No. So I started doing things that I want to do when I was eight, like making rock gardens. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would but love to see you making yeah. rock garden. I would, I would with my early idea. sobriety hobbies, mate, you wouldn't even know. What I literally were, learned how to paint. Did you not, like, oh, I got so into I, painting. No, I love I, fucking painting. It's so fun. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. And it's Selena so Gomez does painting and there's rumors about oh. her having addictions. Yeah. And um, Disney, like, cohort, I, love that I feel. Yeah. But I want to have my own Addiction? <laughs> <laughs> I want an addiction so I can paint. It's just so hard when you don't have a muse. It just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel real. It's authentic. It's just, yeah, it's not authentic. <laughs> Uh, um, well, Kira, I literally couldn't be happier to have you here. Um, yeah, thanks so much thank for joining us. So, so thank much. you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I am so excited to listen back to this. Mm. Being like, I was on my favorite podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You should, I should have said in the beginning, like you're our, like one of our most loyal listeners, and I like there's only know. a couple of them. Yeah, and I love <laughs> that I argue like with you both, and I've only met George today. I literally yeah, I argued with you both <laughs> while on the bus, like yeah. on my way about yeah. points that you will never hear me being. But I'm like, do I agree with that? I'm like, no, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, that's so true. And when I'm like by myself, like yeah. on the bus, like doing the mouthing says. thing, where you're yeah. like silent mouthing, like. <laughs> yeah and i'm like that's so crazy that's so yeah. funny well, i hope we don't make you too angry yeah <laughs> no <laughs> never it's like <laughs> such a fun debate Love yeah it. especially because one of my other friends listens so we like always debate with each other yeah. like, oh what God, do you too. think and then we but get did she tell you the time I'm, i mentioned her like yeah. obviously roundaboutly like completely yeah. and she was just like hey is that me and i was like yeah oh my and god it I'd... so i listened to it i was like i know this is there's only one person you referenced me before on the show as well and i cannot remember what it was about oh my god yeah See, this is bad because I can't remember. Because she messaged when? me like months or when. like a month or something yeah. after it being released, and I was yeah. like, yeah. "Oh my god, was it her?" And it, it obviously was. Yeah. But um, 
What oh, I can't remember. What oh, I, I did. said something and I can't remember what yeah. wisdom it was. It was, was wisdom. Yeah, no, it definitely was because you messaged me you were Awful like that. Wisdom. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't anything bad, I don't think. I have no recollection whatsoever. No. I, you're right that you did because you were like, mm. hey, is this me? And I, was I like, could not stop laughing oh, though. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I think it was probably Shutter. like that you held my hand or something. It was probably that story because that story was really, that's a real... I can't remember. Seminal moment in this. Because I felt like it was advice because I was so shocked by it. I was like, that is so wise. When did I ever think of this? I was like, I never, I've ever heard myself say this word. Yeah, Ashen always quotes me back to me and I'm like, did I say that? Like, okay. You call me on a good day. I've never come out with that wisdom. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks so much. Bye. Bye.